0: Gracious help and well-being, grace and peace to each one of you. Uh, Happy New Year. We Have hope, uh, even in the midst of difficult situations, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, Kristen Cannell's brother and um, his son and their family were in an accident last evening, and we'll have an update in just a few minutes. And They're all hospitalized date and remember them in prayer in just a few minutes. Well, a week ago, uh, December 23 and 24, almost five feet of snow fell in Erie County, New York. Remember this? There are many deaths. It's like looking at a white wall for several days. Fortunately, we all had power here. We had one member in the still over Christmas, who has a home now. And on this Sunday, as every Sunday, we're here because of Jesus being raised from death who goes and prepares a place for us. We seek God's presence and strength for the journey of 2023. We are given strength to get up, rise up. And we trust because of God's acts in salvation history and in our life together. In order to rise, to get up, take what the new year brings, we need to be part of a good family. And the overarching good news, the core affirmation this morning, is that we are part of Jesus' family. Jesus has included us as sisters and brothers. We are adopted into this family. Joseph and Mary are our parents too. Jesus is our sibling. And they also are models for us. Let's begin with prayer. God, knowing you are with us and love us, makes all the difference. You lived with us as a human, a baby, vulnerable who had to take refuge in another country. We find our identity as part of your family. Holy Spirit, please illumine our text. So what is this text saying? This is in your bulletin and it's color-coded and I'd like to just spend a minute with the colors. Um, There's some purple words there that have to do with movement. You can disregard that, but there's magenta, a magenta color. has to do with dreaming. Joseph is open to God. God communicates with us too. Then there are some red words. Getting up and taking along. There are two verbs here, rise or get up. And take into close association, take to oneself, take along. Joseph got up, kept his family safe, took his family close. They are refugees. Blue is fulfilling. This reminds us that Jesus' story is part of a bigger story, God's salvation, salvation history. And we are part of this large story. These words weren't written with Jesus in mind, but because of the awesome God we have, Jesus, the Messiah, fits these texts. God is wonderful. The bold has to do with Herod. a tyrant rules and children die. Let's begin with the text. This is printed, and after they departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, After getting up, take along the child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, for Herod intends to look for the child in order to kill him. Then, after getting up, he took along the child and his mother in the night time, and took refuge in Egypt. He was there until the death of Herod that which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Out of Egypt I have summoned my son. So as we noted a couple of weeks ago, Mark was probably written in the 80s, uh, 10 or 20 years after the Jerusalem temple had been destroyed. People probably met next door or uh, with the synagogue in Antioch in Syria, probable location. They believed Jesus who had been crucified by the Roman government was the fulfillment of God's intentions for God's kingdom. The angel that appeared to Joseph in a dream reappeared at the empty tomb in Matthew 28. Now Herod and Archelaus, this was not a democracy, this was Roman rule. Herod the Great, or Herod the First, died in March or April of 4 B.C. Jesus uh, returned after Herod died, so we know that Jesus was born before that, perhaps in 5 or 6 B.C. When they went to put the calendar together, they made a little bit of a mistake, but that isn't a big issue, is it? Off several years. One of Herod's projects was renovating the temple in Jerusalem. He was treacherous and violent and duplicitous. He murdered his wife, Mariamne, and their two sons, fearful that anyone would seize his crown. This is the background for the massacre of the infants in our text. Herod and the elite were threatened by the Magi's appearance. Herod, after all, was king of the Jews. He was the king of the Jews, not this baby born. People were to worship or submit to him. After his death, his kingdom was divided between his three surviving sons. One of them was Archelaus. He was also brutal. He ruled in Judea and Samaria from 4 BC to 6 CE, and was eventually deposed by Rome because he was such a bad ruler. After Herod, Archelaus. Rome governed through a series of prefects or procurators, one of whom was Pontius Pilate, 26 to 36. Herod Antipas, another of Herod the Great's sons, ruled in Galilee from 4 B.C. to 39 C.E. He is the Herod of Jesus' ministry, who beheaded John the Baptist. There was more political tranquility um, in Galilee One of my favorite authors is Jose Saramago. He's a Portuguese author, no longer living, Nobel Prize winning author, perhaps some of you have read. He wrote a book, The Gospel According to Jesus Christ. And he proposes that Joseph may have worked in the temple. He may have been part of the crew that was working in the temple. He lived in Bethlehem, south of Jerusalem, commuted the eight miles or so. Saramago in his book uh, postulates that Joseph found out about this plot to kill the children and he was able to escape with his family, but throughout his whole life he was burdened by guilt because he wasn't able to save some of the other uh, children. After they left in this text, he refers to the Magi. Joseph was not afraid to take Mary along with him to his house as his wife, and here he Is also not afraid to go to Egypt. So, what's at stake here? Well, life, survival of this family, Jesus' growth and development during a time of trauma, how he was shaped by his family, really salvation history. Let's continue with our text. Then Herod, after seeing that he was deceived by the Magi, became very angry. And he had all the young children who were in Bethlehem destroyed and in all her regions, from two years old and younger, according to the time which he ascertained precisely from the Magi. Then that which was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled, saying, A sound was heard in Ramah, a great weeping and mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she was not willing to be comforted because they were not living. Pope Francis on Christmas Eve and his address uh, that in situations of greed for power and wealth, the vulnerable suffer, the children. And this, not much has changed. And we see the tremendous famine in Afghanistan and and, uh, Somalia, Ethiopia, loss of life. We don't know the extent of the massacre here. William Barclay suggests maybe 20 or 30 children considering the size of Bethlehem. We don't know. A word about these blue, the blue uh, highlights here, fulfilling God's salvation story. These Old Testament fulfillment quotes remind us of a lot of things about Egypt, of Joseph's family. Remember Joseph and Jacob, his father and his brothers going to Egypt? He was sold there. His family went there during the famine. Remember Pharaoh killing the male infants? And Moses being saved by the Hebrew midwives and his sister, Miriam? And then Moses having to flee, and then returning to Egypt when the king of Egypt died. And then later, Israel, the Israelites came out of Egypt in the Exodus. So there are a lot of uh, reminders here of history. The weeping in Ramah is weeping of the exile. This may refer to Assyria in 722 or 599, 586, the Babylon. Babylonian captivity. Rachel is buried at Ramah, and here she is weeping from her tomb, crying from her tomb because of this loss of life. Let's continue with our text. Now after Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, After getting up, take along the child and his mother and go to the region of Israel, for the ones who are seeking the life of the child have died. And after getting up, he took along the child and his mother and entered into the region of Israel. And after hearing that Archelaus was king of Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after receiving a divine warning in a dream, he withdrew into the district of Galilee. And after returning, he resided in a town named Nazareth in order that that which was spoken to the prophet might be fulfilled, that he should be a Nazarene. To be a Nazarene is to be with Samson and Samuel set apart for God's work. It's also possibly a word play, reference to the branch in Isaiah 11.1, one. a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch. The Hebrew word is nezer, probably a play on words here, shall grow out of his roots. So this, Jesus, is part of a bigger story, a bigger story of salvation history, and we are also included in this family. So how can we apply this or think about it? Many parallels with our time, of course. Refugees, many are able to flee to safety, others are caught with no escape as the children whose lives were lost in this story. In the latest Anabaptist world, an MCC program director in Ukraine describes people who feel helpless in the face of circumstances they cannot control. This has to be the worst feeling if there's Poor or stress, but no solution. Uh, feel like there's there no solution to the trauma. Jesus is a refugee fleeing violence. This past week, I saw a picture in the paper of a mom from Venezuela with three children fleeing violence and poverty, seeking asylum. She reached, reached, uh, is reaching El Paso and across the river there. She views soldiers with guns and barbed wire. There are people who help, fortunately. Restoration is happening. There are two busloads of immigrants who were dropped off at Vice President Harris's home in Washington, D.C. on Christmas Eve. Fortunately, a church was present uh, that helped. One immigrant was quoted in Friday's Georgia Journal-Star, we traveled with God's blessing. That's the first thing we need to keep in mind. By the grace of God, we will achieve our dreams. Jesus' experience, along with so many other children's, qualifies as an adverse childhood event. You heard about this at ACE. These events, which include abuse of various kinds, underlie much later illness, mental illness and what we call physical illness. But Jesus was safe with his parents. He had shelter, protection. makes all the difference, along with a solution. There was a solution. They could flee. He grew in wisdom and stature and by 12 years of age was on his own in the temple becoming an independent uh, young adult. So he had had this sort of fam- fame. And the worst possible situation is uh, children who are in homes who, where they are abused and the person they should go to for refuge and shelter is the person who is the source of their terror. This is the worst possible it leads to uh, illness called dissociation, uh, feeling unreal, not knowing what reality is. But Jesus was in a family where he was uh, safe here. The means by which a baby grows to feel safe and has a sense of self-identity is called attachment. and can be organized or disorganized, leading to a sense of self an agency or a sense of futility and hopelessness. Secure attachment, today we rejoice in Jesus' mom and dad. I have a little icon here of Mary. I don't have one of Joseph. I, I need to uh, get one. You might be welcome to come up and look at this afterwards. It's, this is drawn or painted by Julia Stankova, who is a, a Eastern European artist, you can look at that and say, is this the kind of mother I would like to have? Yes. And the kind of father. too. Today today we rejoice in Jesus' mom and dad. Jesus was safe. He says, the world is a good place to be. My needs are met. I can affect my surroundings. My parents respond to my needs, touch and hold me. They respect my schedule, my need to sleep. They do not see me as a plaything or an object to meet their needs. They are not hostile and rejecting, they are present. They love me, they are a safe haven. I learn to feel what I feel. I am beloved, I can solve problems. I am hopeful, my parents can't handle this. A book that I would recommend, almost say that it's required reading, certainly for anyone who takes care of children, anyone in health, social work, teaching, the book entitled "The Body Keeps the Score: Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma," it's written by Bessel van der Kolk, he was a classmate of mine in medical school. So we're part of this family. What can we do about it? believe we can with confidence like Joseph and Mary in the company of Joseph and Mary and Jesus get up and go on our journey this year, stepping out in trust and faith. We can do it. We need to think about Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Spend time with them. Mary's treasuring and pondering her thoughtfulness and Joseph's listening to God and carefulness and acting. Mary and Joseph, you... You are getting through. If you got through what you had to go through, we can get through this day. I often look at the icon of Mary that I have and and, uh, say that. Um, We are part of God's story. Jesus includes us. Jesus has experienced everything. He shares our flesh and blood. He has suffered. He has been hungry and a stranger. We have hope. I believe God is bending history towards shalom. God loves God's world. Bono of the group U2 he writes in his book Surrender 40 Songs, One Story. I took Jesus with me everywhere, and I still do. I've never left Jesus out of the most banal or profane actions of my life. Maybe some of you are watching CBS Wednesday night. Uh, and you, two uh, were one of the recipients of the Kennedy Center Honoree for the Arts. These are people in our, our country, honors for uh, making a difference. These are artists who have made a difference in the world. Um, other recipients of the honor this year were Amy Grant and uh, George Clooney, or um, a couple more. is a real book of faith. We probably should have it in our church library with the Holy Spirit and about God who is concerned about our everyday lives. I think we can remember that people and relationships and life are more important than Herod-like power and being right. We have sang this morning, what burdens can we bear together on the road? So let's think of each other We'll see the journey through together. And finally, uh, we can get up and have a snack. We brought some treats some popcorn and grapes today. This isn't a formal communion, but uh, when you take, if you, yeah, share that and think of God's presence. Sustenance for the journey. Get up and eat. Some bread, and juice and communion, popcorn, grapes. Get up and eat in faith. I pray that God will give you work this year and tasks to enjoy. These are words from Ecclesiastes. Work that brings you pleasure and that is pleasing to God. I pray especially for your parents as you get up and take your children close and care for them. empower us with capability, agency, and a strong sense of what is real, who we are as we journey into the year ahead. We will not fear. We will, by your power, Holy Spirit, get up. Take others close to us. Please go with us. Keep us safe. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and joy. We desire your glory and honor. to our time of prayer and sharing. We don't have that listed in the bulletin, but we will have that time. I believe Mel was getting the microphone. While he's doing that, I ask you to take your purple hymnal and turn to to 963. 963. We'll use this. This is a... Uh, Thanksgiving, end of the year, Thanksgiving. Um, Use that as our...